Dive in to an ocean of possibilities with the DKM program of the American Council of the Blind. Get connected and build a strong leadership foundation. Apply to become a 2024 recipient of the Durward K. McDaniel First Timers Award. Get curious, explore, become engaged, and focus on making impactful contributions. Apply to become a 2024 ACB J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellow. If selected, you'll be sponsored to attend the ACB conference and convention and learn how to navigate the waves of leadership from mentors and leaders of ACB. Don't delay. Apply today. For more information and to complete the application, visit www.acb.org. DKM. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. Adam Morris is a blind film director. Deseret News says that Adam just recently directed the Google Javier in Frame ad for this year's Super Bowl. Adam joins us to talk about the commercial and his path to filmmaking. Hello. Hi, Brian. So Aware Now says that you became blind in 2009 at the age of 19. What caused your blindness? My blindness um, was inherited uh, from a, a genetic uh, condition, a mitochondrial disease called LHON, uh, Leber's Hereditary Optic Neuropathy. Um, and uh, yeah, my, me, myself and my brother both lost our eyesight at the same time. And um, it was pretty rapid within uh, a, a few months or several months of deterioration. We were both um, registered blind and lost the majority of our eyesight. How did you and your brother cope with your blindness? Well, we coped with it in different ways, for sure. But um, I will say that going blind brought us closer together. Um, because until then, we weren't super close. But, you know, through the process of um, having this very unique shared experience of, of, of sight loss, um, and it happening, you know, simultaneously to us, together, it, it brought us together, made us closer as, as brothers and 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 uh, yeah, we've been, you know, helping each other to cope ever since. You waited until your first film premiered to make your vision loss public. Why? Well, <laughs> unfortunately, um, there is still a lot of um, discrimination and prejudice against people with disabilities, especially in the entertainment business, um, my industry, and it's um yeah it, it 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 became apparent to me whilst i was pitching my movie that my blindness was sort of the deal breaker for you know the companies or decision makers that were considering um getting behind me and so once i figured that out as a common denominator i decided that you know if i could which i can you know get by or around with my condition being private um and, and not sharing my blindness then 
that's what I was going to do. And that's what I did. And, and, um, and then I was able to get the backing, um, for my first movie. And to be honest, I couldn't blame any of the execs or the people who were doubting me at that time or, or having question marks over the concepts of a blind filmmaker, because it's, you know, ironic uh, to even say aloud, you know, because film is such a visual medium. Um, and I think, yeah, that there was, well, there was no reference point for any of the people that I was trying to convince, um, that, that, that it was, you know, uh, the right move and a good idea to, to believe in me because no one had done it before. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, I did what I had to do to get my first movie made and now I can be that reference point for others, you know, the reference point I never had for the next generation of blind artists to look to me and, you know, um, take confidence and encouragement and, 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 and point to me to those decision makers to say it is possible. There's someone out there doing it. Yeah, and that despite being blind, you could make movies. The Muse by Cleosite says that you first realized that you were creative when you were just a kid. How did that come about? Uh, I think I've always just been, you know, quite a playful person and, and, and enjoyed uh, making people laugh and having and having fun. And, and for me, you know, my job is just the most fun thing in the world ever, you know, getting to tell stories and um you know play make believe really and 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 you know manifest art into reality and, and and create these experiences for people to share together and and when i was a little kid it was you know just using the the tools that i had access to which was just my voice and my body and you know doing impressions of family members or impersonating people on the television and and so, yeah, you know, performing was my first love, really. And and I started out as an actor before I got into filmmaking and I was doing theater um, and was on stage when I started losing my eyesight. Why don't you do one of those impressions for us? Come on. <laughs> oh, wow. You put me on the spot. Yep. All right. All right. All right. Tell me, how many times a day do you No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love McConaughey. Green Lights, one of one of my favorite books. Got to say, he's he's an inspirational guy himself. I liked him in the movie Contact. So, oh, yeah, you idolized even a great film director, Martin Scorsese. Which movies right. of his did you see growing up? Oh, all of them, all of them, every single one. Um, I think Goodfellas was my entry into his uh, filmography, and after I saw that. Um, as, as, you know, as a, I think I was maybe 11 or 12, so definitely too young <laughs> to be watching it, but I saw well, it. Good, good I got, fellas. I was little when that movie came out too. It's an intense one. I'm Italian and I can relate to the family drama in this film. <laughs> it's, it's, it is an intense one, but it's so beautifully made. And, and, um, I mean, everything from the way he uses, you know, music and soundtrack and obviously, you know, some of the shots and, 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 and moments in that film are just so memorable. And, and yeah, that, you know, that, that really, um, started me on my way to just, you know, studying his, his entire body of work. And, and, um, I mean, yes, I mean, it's, it's hard to, 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 you know, like list my favorite Scorsese movies in an order or rank them in like a top five, but 
you know, Goodfellas is one of those where it's, you know, it's just so easy to rewatch. I mean, if I, if I had to throw some others in there of favorites, I would say, you know, um, The Aviator, Gangs of New York. I mean, of course, you know, you've got Taxi Driver and Raging Bull, those classics. Um, I mean, one movie I really loved of his that, you know, was a recent film that I think went under the radar a little and not as appreciated was Silence. Um, I thought that was a really beautiful film. Wait, just called Silence or Silence of the Lambs? <laughs> just Silence. Just Silence, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was with Andrew Garfield and um, and Adam Driver. Um, yeah, a, a really, you know, powerful story about faith. And and uh, I, I actually was, you know, had my eye on that project, or, um, so to speak, <laughs> for for some time because it was announced many years ago. And I knew, and I know that Marty was trying to get it made for a long time. And it had a different cast originally attached to it. Um, and then, you know, it came out many years later. And so I was excited to see it when it got released. You, that really got you into directing. How'd you start on that path to directing success? Did you even go to film school? No, I, I didn't go to film school. I, um, you know, like, um, Quentin Tarantino says, I went to films, <laughs> you know, I, I just kept going to the movies every week. Uh, or sometimes, you know, multiple times a week or weekend, even sometimes, you know, seeing two or three films in the cinema on the same day. And um, that was my film school. And also Blockbuster, that was my film school too, <laughs> you know, going in there and just, uh, you know, renting or re-renting movies by my favorite directors. I would, you know, go down uh, there and use that really as my place of study and learning and 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 do it all in my own time. And and uh, yeah, I, I, um, I, I really found that, you know, making films as well was the, the biggest sort of learning curve and education into understanding the technical side of um, the filmmaking process, you know, lenses, the different jobs of each department. And so, yeah, when I, when I decided I was going to um, make my first short film, um, you know, I went into it with all the confidence in the world because I wrote the script, I wrote the script for it, but yeah, I was really learning um, through directing my first short film, The Window. But didn't uh, Elliot Grove teach you, though? I understand he was one of your earliest mentors. Yeah, he was. Um, you know, somebody that I took a lot of inspiration from um, going to his... Um, well, I mean, you can call it a film school. It, I mean, it is a film school, but it was, you know, it was just such a, a short course that I did. Um, you know, I don't think it would be you know, classified as like a, um, a legit qualification by, by most people. Um, but I did learn a lot actually, you know, there on, 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 on a rain dance course and, and Elliot was a great, you know, person for me to, you know, speak to during that time and send short scripts and, you know, soundboard ideas. And, and again, like I say, just somebody to, um, you know, take confidence from who just kind of, he, he was just somebody that made me feel, like anything was possible really and just gave me a lot of optimism about what was achievable and possible in in this industry tell us about your first short film that you did so the window it's it's a film that was actually inspired from my from my sight loss although it's not a film about blindness um it's it's a it's a short film about uh time luck fate destiny and windows of opportunity really hence the title the window and 
after I lost my eyesight, well, after me and my brother lost our eyesight at the same time, that to me was just a sign from the universe that brought me closer to God and and really, you know, solidified my faith in higher power and everything happening for a reason and allowing yourself to trust in, um, you know, the path that you're put on and and be guided by, you know, love and, and light. And, and for, for me in writing the story, The Window, it was about me trying to explore the, the the concept of the butterfly effect and really minor decisions having a massive ripple effect around us um without us even knowing a lot of the time so you know essentially it's a it's a it's a film about two friends that crash a house party and they get separated by a coin flip that decides which one of them gets in and you know we flip between both perspectives of each guy and see at the end of the night when it boils down to this big climax how it could have all changed um, from a single moment, a window of time, a window of opportunity closing. And, and, uh, so it's kind of like sliding doors meets super bad. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think are your major strengths and weaknesses as a film director? I'm asking about both. Um, I'm not really, I don't really think about, I, I, I don't, my, like my mind doesn't really operate in, in that paradigm of focusing on negatives or, or considering weaknesses. I mean, of course, you know, I, I, I just, I just try to every day get better at everything that I can. Uh, and so, you know, I just think of, okay, what are my lesser strengths <laughs> rather than weaknesses and try and, you know, strengthen those further, whether it's, um, you know, my, my understanding of, um, you know, writing structure or my, um, you know, technical knowledge of, 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 of cinematography and cameras um and 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 really i just think like my my biggest strength that i have is my sensitivity to people and uh just love for the uh, and fascination from the human experience and 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 intrigue into psychology and characters and storytelling and you know that that all started with with me as an actor and it's all transferred now into me as a filmmaker and as, as a director. And, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I carry that same excitement and, and, um, and, 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 and interest into, into every project that I take on. And so, yeah, I, I think, you know, being sensitive as well as, as a, as an artist and as a blind person, I've, I found that, you know, through the loss of my sight, it's really opened me up emotionally even more and, just in, increased my sensitivity as a person, which in turn, I think, has made me uh, a better and stronger artist in being able to convey emotion and, and connect with collaborators. How do you do job of film director as a film director who can't see? Well, I, I actually think that my job as a film director um, is, is, is no different to any other film director who, you know, maybe fully sighted or, or or not you know being on the blindness spectrum it, it it really doesn't change the the macro process in any way because we're all doing the same thing me martin scorsese every other movie maker out there we're all taking images from our mind's eye we're communicating them to our collaborators and we're taking something that doesn't exist but then we're all imagine we're all seeing it in our third eye and we're sharing a vision and then we're putting it on a screen and then we're bringing it into existence together. We're manifesting it as a shared creation. And 
so it's really the same process um, for me, how I direct film as it is for anyone else with sites. It's, you know, downloading and tapping into um, my, my vision, which is different to my site. You know, it's, it's what I see in my mind's eye. And like I say, being able to communicate these ideas and images well enough that it's, um, you know, coherent for people to see the same picture and then we put it on the screen together and, and um, yeah, it's it's a really beautiful process that, that I enjoy so much, and and I think that uh, yeah, for, for for us directors, it's really just a, a, a series of taste choices that we choose from uh, all the time based on our, our artistic instincts and, and intuition. What's your typical day like as a film director? What's the process? Well, it depends um, on 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 what stage of the filmmaking process we're in um if it's development <laughs> then you know it's a lot of uh you know reading or writing or listening and writing in my case um and meetings and conversations and phone calls about how to you know progress a story or a package from a business sense um with my producer's hat on but, you know, once we get into pre-production and then we're counting the days down till principal photography, then the inten- the intensity really ramps up. And and um, and then once we get into filming a typical day, I mean, that's the, that's the thing, I think, about about this job, which makes it so, so awesome is that no sing- no, no two days are ever the same. So it's actually, you know, impossible to even answer that question and give you what a typical day is because there's no such thing like every day is different as a filmmaker, whether you're in, whether you're, you know, in filming every day is different or if you're in post-production or pre-production or even if you're in marketing or like I say, even in development, any stage of the process of filmmaking, every stage is, is, um, you know, it's going to give you different curveballs and, and different things to react to in real time. And, and I think that's what makes it so exciting that it's, you know, every, every it's always changing every day and every project's different and every day is different. Every day is different in your job. You must work with a lot of uh, digital equipment now, right? Yeah, you know what? I, I I do I do admit that if if I wasn't born when I was, and uh, was trying to make films, um, you know, not now, then it would be. I don't know if it would be as well. well I won't say that it wouldn't be possible because I, I really have the mindset that anything is possible, but it would be <laughs> way more difficult. Because I have a lot of digital equipment um, that that gives me, um, you know, accessibility. So, if you weren't working in filming, mm-hmm. what would you do instead? Music, for sure. Music. I thought, sure. I thought you. I thought we were going. I, I heard you also mentioned soccer. <laughs> well, I, I am a big um, Manchester United fan, and I love football uh-huh. or soccer, as it's also called. But uh, I. Um, no, I, 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 well, for me, that's the thing. Like, I, I see music as an extension of film. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's still, you know, creating within the arts. And, and I mean, like, I have a lot of music that I've uh, written and recorded that I've not released yet. So that's something, you know, that I, that I have plans to put more focus into and, and share with the world um, at some point soon. But yeah, outside of the like world of entertainment and and the arts, uh, yeah, sports. I think being being involved in the sports industry in some way would be um, 
the next thing that I would, you know, feel passionate doing and, and specifically, yeah, soccer, football, you know, is, is my, is my big passion, um, outside of film and football and, with the big U, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or futsal as, as I used to play, um, because I played for the, the national blind VI, um, league in the UK and played for London, uh, futsal, which is like the same as soccer, but five aside, five players in each team indoor, um, on a smaller pitch with a smaller ball. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I just, you know, for me, it's, it's, again, it's a chance to be creative, really, you know, the way you can express yourself on a, on a, on a soccer field or football pitch. Um, I think it's an art form in itself, really. <laughs> Speaking of football, we're going to get to the football with the OO mm. because I watched the Super Bowl and I was watching the Super Bowl during the commercial commercials on CBS and you recently directed the Google Pixel Super Bowl commercial called Javier and Frank. How did you speak out to this brand new ad narrated by the one and only Stevie Wonder? Yeah, it was, you know, such an honor to um, direct the film, you know, for such a coveted spot as the Super Bowl. And and it played, you know, right before halftime, which was just, you know, the, you know, the best um uh, place for, for, for it to have been seen and I was just so overwhelmed and, and excited about how it was um how it came out and how how everybody reacted and responded to it um you know the the the, the outpour of um people that have that have reached out to me since and and said that they felt inspired watching it and or and or empowered um it's yeah it's it's really been incredible if our listeners want to make filmmaking their career, what should they do? Uh, what should they do? Um, well, I think the best thing you can do is go out and, and, and make a film and not wait for somebody else to uh, hand you an opportunity. And don't make excuses about why you haven't made your first film yet, because there's no excuse in this day and age with, you know, digital um, filmmaking. It, you know, it was different before when you had to save up money to get to buy celluloid you know film and, and, and purchase some you know 35 mil and and, and stock film it, now it's different you know everybody has a camera uh on their phone almost it, you know uh and 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 you know it's it's a lot easier to get access to to cameras and you know so many people are interested in making films now so it's not going to be hard to find collaborators either so really there's no excuse if you want to make a film and you're listening to this, then what are you waiting for? There's there's nothing stopping you to go out and make a film right now on your iPhone and make something really beautiful and let that be a calling card or a showcase to say, this is what I can do with no money. Um, and then try and get a little bit of money to make your next one and then a bit more for the one after that and progress. Well, Adam, thanks for coming on today. And we look forward to more of your great work in the very near future. Thank you, Brian. It was a pleasure. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on X, formerly Twitter, at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website at speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show new tab. And my show archive is at speaking-out-for-blind.pinecast.co. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. You are listening to ACB Media One.
also known as Mainstream, the flagship of the ACB Media Network. The ACB Media Network is a service of the American Council of the Blind. Please visit us at acbradio.org.